later. I must have fallen asleep, for I was awakened by Mina, who was sitting up in bed with a startled look on her face. I could see easily, for we did not leave the room in darkness. She had placed a warning hand over my mouth, and now she whispered in my ear, "'Hush! There's someone in the corridor.' I got up softly, and crossing the room gently opened the door. Just outside, stretched on a mattress, lay Mr. Morris, wide awake. He raised a warning hand for silence as he whispered to me, "'Hush! Go back to bed. All is all right. One of us will be here all night. We don't mean to take any chances.' His look and gesture forbade discussion, so I came back and told Mina. She sighed, and positively a shadow of a smile stole over her poor, pale face, as she put her arms round me and said softly, "'Oh, thank God for good, brave men!' With a sigh she sank back again into sleep. I write this now as I am not sleepy, though I must try again. 4 October. Morning. Once again during the night I was wakened by Mina. This time we had all had a good sleep, for the gray of the coming dawn was making the windows into sharp oblongs, and the gas flume was like a speck rather than a disk of light. She said to me hurriedly, "'Go, call the professor. I want to see him at once.' "'Why?' I asked. "'I have an idea.' I suppose it must have come in the night, and matured without my knowing it. He must hypnotize me before the dawn, and then I shall be able to speak. Go quick, dearest, the time is getting close. I went to the door. Dr. Seward was resting on the mattress, and seeing me he sprang to his feet. Is anything wrong? he asked in alarm. No, I replied, but Mina wants to see Dr. Van Helsing at once. I will go, he said, and hurried into the professor's room. Two or three minutes later Van Helsing was in the room in his dressing-gown, and Mr. Morris and Lord Gadamling were there with Dr. Seward at the door asking questions. When the professor saw Mina, a smile, a positive smile, ousted the anxiety off his face. 